Hello, and thanks for joining us for the Education Doctor Radio Show. I'm your host, Dr. Pamela Ellis. The Education Doctor Radio Show is your family source for educational excellence. Our program is brought to you by Compass Education Strategies, where I'm the principal consultant, and our mantra is Access, Thrive, Graduate. You can learn more about our firm at CompassEducationStrategies.com. Thanks to all of our listeners who are joining this evening. We appreciate you taking the time to listen to this program. If you are listening to a podcast of this program, we also want to thank you for joining in. For future show updates and ongoing relevant education news, please join our Facebook community by searching for The Education Doctor and clicking like. You can also find us on Twitter at The Education Doc. We are very excited about our recent partnership with Foursquare, which is a social geolocation site. And if you're part of the Foursquare community, you'll be able to see our campus-specific tips as you travel to various college prep boarding schools, colleges, and graduate schools throughout the U.S. And this summer, we'll be posting tips in at colleges in Canada as well. We have a great show lined up for you today. Our show this evening will focus on a topic that's near and dear to my heart. Many years ago, even prior to returning for my doctoral studies, I was perplexed and deeply saddened by the negative trends happening with black males along the academic pipeline. My passion for this topic actually led me back to the classroom to learn more about what can be done to reverse the trends. We've all heard and read the stories where black males were referred to as endangered species, the high percentage that were relegated to special education classes, the increasing dropout rates prior to high school, and recently we've heard so much about the high college dropout rates among young black males. So the list goes on. I could easily have a show each week focused on these statistics. Instead, this show is the first in our series on black males achieving along the academic pipeline. I was recently reading in the news that there are virtually no black males teaching at the elementary and middle school levels, which means that young black males in the lower grades rarely see teachers that look like them who can serve as role models and mentors for their academic success to the next grade level. My hope is that as this broadcast reaches young black males across the country, those listening will meet and hear from strong examples who are achieving along the academic pipeline. I also want to add that this show is dedicated to the memory of Mr. Robert House, who taught elementary school in Oxnard, California from 1970 to 2004, 34 years. A remarkable, strong black man who was so dedicated to all of his students. 
So well done, Mr. House. Our guests tonight are students who will share their experiences as high school students, young black males who have been successful in navigating their academic demands, relationships in school, co-curriculars, and the college admissions process. So we're going to hear from them in terms of what's worked uh, for them and learn more about how they've overcome various hurdles or experiences uh, during high school. Before we get started, I want to make sure that our listeners have our contact information. It's okay if you listen only. However, if you want to jump in on the conversation, please call us. Our number is 714-333-3356. Our switchboard is located in sunny Southern California, but I am broadcasting live this evening from Northampton, Massachusetts, which is the home of Smith College. And Smith College is where I almost attended college myself. But my dear friend, Tony Parker, is a proud Smith alum, so I have to give a quick shout-out to her. In addition to our call-in number, which is 714-333-3356, you may also email us at radio at compasseducationstrategies.com. I will take a quick break, and I will come back to talk about Black males achieving success in high school. So just a few seconds and we'll be right back. That music sounded a little bit off, but anyway, we are back now. And I hope it didn't sound too um, jumbled to you. This is the Education Doctor Radio Show brought to you by Compass Education Strategies. I'm your host, Dr. Pamela Ellis, and I'm back now to talk with my guests about how black males achieve in high school. They should know because they are doing it. So I have on the line with me Austin and Tavon. And so Austin and Tavon, are you on the line now? Yes, I am. This is Austin. Tavon. Okay, great. So both of you are there. (laughs) So I really appreciate you both taking a break from your studies tonight to join our show. To get us started, if you could just please introduce yourselves briefly for our audience, letting them know where you are in school now. Austin, you want to start? Sure. Hi, everybody. My name is Austin. I'm 17, and I go to Mission San Jose High School in Fremont, California, uh, it's a very interesting school, extremely competitive. Um, we have a lot of Asian people, uh, like 70% Asian, so it's interesting to see how the competitive culture uh, kind of permeates. Um, and, yeah, I'm a senior, and I'm graduating high school and looking ready to go uh, to college in another month, so very excited for that. Okay, great. Tavon, what about you? Can you introduce yourself to our audience? Yes. Hi, all. My name is Tavon. Um, I'm a sophomore currently at Northfield Mount Hermon School in Mount Hermon, Massachusetts. And like Austin School, it is also very competitive, and it's a high diversity rate as well. We're about 25% uh, Asian-American students, um, 17% international, 
and about another 20% African-American. So we're a very diverse school as well as Austin. And, yeah. Okay. Great. So to get us started, if you can tell us a little bit about what you wish you had known before you got to high school. That's a tough one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, for me, um, I think Mm -hmm. that I wish I would have known the opportunities that are available um, once you branch out and, uh, you know, advertise yourself to people. Because, you know, now being a sophomore, being a rising junior really next year, um, I'm realizing that there's so many opportunities to get involved in different things. And, you know, I've only got two years left of high school. So I wish I would have been, you know, I guess I always kind of knew about it, but I never really explored that opportunity. So, you know, I wish Mm -hmm. that, you know, someone would have, you know, expressed to me deeply that there are, you know, tons of options and, a lot of opportunities for great, you know, different programs, internships, and, you know, things to take further into college. But, yeah, I think that would be it for me. What about for you, Austin? Well, I think there's two things I wish that I had really known um, before I got into high school. And the first one is that every assignment matters. Um, A lot of times, you know, it's easy to say, oh, well, you know, this little math homework here, I have a lot to do. Um, You know, it's not a huge deal as long as I do good on the test. Uh, And, you know, as soon as you don't do your homework, well, then it's harder to do well on the test. Conversely, when you're prepared, when you do each assignment, it's much easier to do well. Um, And you can do well without even, you know, putting a huge deal of effort to it right before a test because you will have been consistently doing well all along. So that was the first thing that I wish I was really told, that every assignment matters and that you should put your best into every assignment. And the second thing that I wish I knew more about before I started was time management because a lot of times as a student and, you know, uh, with all the other commitments a student might have in addition to school, you're getting bombarded in every direction with different tasks and things to do, and it can get frustrating and overwhelming, and then things can get out of priority and out of balance. So I really wish, you know, I knew a lot of things like if you need to do an assignment, do an egg timer and shut your computer off and just don't even touch Mm -hmm. it, and just simple things like that that I think really would have saved me um, a lot of pain, and thankfully I got before it was too late. Yeah. Okay, good. So tell us a little bit about what your experience have been in terms of being in the minority, because both of you mentioned in your introductions that you're in schools now where there are not as many um, students that look like you that are there. So how have you dealt with that and been successful in high school? Well, I think for me, um, I was used to kind of like being in the minority or at least the race, you know, as far as ethnicity is concerned, the minority, um, because my elementary school was extremely diverse. And actually the area I live in is just extremely diverse. Uh, So, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I kind of, grew up grew up with it and so 
it didn't really shock me. Um, and then, you know, as I went into high school and I changed, you know, I was with different people. Uh, at first, everyone was like, oh, my God, it's a black guy. Uh, but then, um, you know, and it, and it was like an exciting thing for them because, you know, where I come from, there are very few African-American students in uh, in my particular high school. But I'm outgoing, so I, you know, as soon as I struck up a conversation with people, um, you know, we found things in common and on we went. So it wasn't a huge deal for me in terms of, like, people perhaps expecting less of you. Um, if I sense to that, you can't be, you know, always like, oh, well, they're judging me because I'm black because you'll go crazy. But, you know, if I sensed that, I, I kind of put on my game face and just showed them that I was just as serious as every other student in that class about getting an A and doing what I needed to do to be successful. Right. What about for you, Tavon? Um, interestingly enough, on the contrary, uh, I grew up in a neighborhood and environment where there were a lot more kids that looked like me. And, you know, when I went to public school, there were a lot of kids that looked like me as well. So it was definitely um, a bit of a culture shock my freshman year when I arrived on campus. However, you know, like Austin, I was an outgoing kid, and, you know, I'm a student ambassador now, and I, you know, love engaging new people and meeting new people. So um, I was very outgoing. I was just willing to meet people, and I kind of, you know, broke out of my shell a little bit, and, you know, kids were very responsive to it. I didn't get any, you know, I never had to worry about, you know, oh, he's black, or, you know, I, ne I never got, like, those kids who were like, oh, you know, why do you dress like this or why do you talk like that? So I, I guess, you know, similarly to Austin, my experience was my adjustment, um, better yet, wasn't, as difficult for me, mainly because of the fact that I was outgoing. I was willing to reach out and break that, you know, awkward, you know, barrier between kids who, you know, because there were a lot of kids here who, you know, didn't have a lot of encounters or with black people or who hadn't really, you know, don't really have that many black people in their town. So um, I kind of overcame that with my personality. Okay. Now, what what would you guys say to teachers? in terms of what supports you in terms of your learning? What makes a good learning experience for you? Because a lot of the research speaks to uh, some of the challenges sometimes uh, in the classroom between teachers working with African-American males. So what would you say about what works best for you in terms of teacher-student um, relationships and the style in which teachers may, you know, present information, what works best for you? Um, well, for me, I'm very responsive to um, teachers who put in all this effort, and it's evident that they, you know, are here to teach you the material because, um, as I said, going through public school, throughout all elementary school, it's very clear to see, you know, that, you know, my so a lot of my teachers in public school and middle school, they didn't really, you know, care if we learned the material. They were just teaching it for the sake of teaching it because it's a job. And, you know, coming here to, you know, North Mount Herman, a very different environment, a prep school environment, um, the teachers care about not only your learning, but they care about you as a student. And I think that that relationship that you have with your teacher plays a huge role in, you know, the 
students' engagement in the class as you know overall because of a te- of a student feels like their teacher cares about them, cares about their well-being, you know, and is willing to make that extra effort to make sure that they get the material. I think that that student will engage themselves more in that class, whereas you know a lot of public schools, you know, the teachers don't really establish that relationship, so the student kind of disengages somewhat, especially um, for students of color. So that's that's what I would say to that. Mhm. What about for you, Austin? Well, for me, I just feel um, that uh, the relationship that I need from a teacher is the same as, you know, any other student would need in that, you know, they're supportive of you and they also have high expectations of you and know that you Mm -hmm. can achieve and, you know, know what to expect from you. And uh, I was very fortunate to have uh, teachers that did this. And, you know, not all teachers are going to be, you know, your exceptional uh, teachers and just, you know, have that connection with you. But um, especially because of budget cuts in California, class sizes are getting bigger. But I was fortunate to have, you know, a few teachers that really did kind of see what I could do and, you know, just kind of worked with me. Uh, to do that. I also must say, though, that you have to reach out a little bit and work with Mm -hmm. the teacher to show them that you care and that you want to do well. And I feel like once you let them know that you really are serious and you want to do well, then they will do what they can to support you and to give you, uh, you know, feedback to make you not only as good as everyone else, but be the best in the class or the best that you can be. Mhm. Okay. Any instance in terms of, you know, times when you felt like you were treated unfairly in school and how did you overcome it? I did. Um I had a teacher that I didn't exactly see eye to eye with a few years ago and um I was gone for a few days because I wasn't feeling well and when I came back, there was a test. And, you know, I was like, I really don't think I should have to take this test. I'm not prepared. I didn't get to study. Uh, And he basically, like, when I asked him, well, can I take the test? He basically, like, yelled, like, no, you know, he, it was really uncalled for. I was shocked. Um, And it really upset me. I was furious, but I just went ahead and I took the test. Um, and then, you know, I left, and then I, I talked to my parents later uh, because I really, you know, he could have just said, oh, well, I'm sorry, but the fact that he was, like, shouting and everything I thought was uncalled for. So, you know, I talked to my parents, and then they they talked with him and the administrators, and uh, we went about it that way. Uh, so, you know, it was diplomatic uh, because mm-hmm. if you're – if you're disagreeing with someone who has control of what's going on your transcript, you don't want to all out disagree just a little bit. But we did uh, work on it, and he actually turned out to be helpful, even though we had that initial friction. You know, later that year, he right. was working with me right. to to give me more of what I needed to succeed. Right. And one thing, I don't know if it was Tavon or Austin who said it earlier, just in terms of when some things, 
you know, do seem unfair, you don't always know why that person is treating you unfairly. And it may not be necessarily related to race, but just, you know, having to have the interaction can be uncomfortable. And so, Tavon, did you want to uh, answer that as well or comment on it? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, I was fortunate enough, well, I have been thus far in my uh, academic career not to have to encounter teachers who would, uh, or that I felt treated me unfairly, um, Mm -hmm. especially not due to my race. However, um, I do feel like uh, some teachers have, you know, maybe graded me a little differently than they have other students. Um, I I had a Mm -hmm. math teacher a couple years back who would, um, she would like I I get a question I get a test back and I get um you know maybe I'd get into all the steps to the math problem correct and just mess up the mathematical um equation and I'd get five points off and I'd look over my friend's paper who just wrote down the answer and they would get all you know full credit and didn't show any work and you know it wasn't really a, a big deal for me but I did speak to my teacher just to inquire about it and she said um that. She saw potential in me, and she, you know, wants to push me, and that I shouldn't accept, oh, I got, you know, the right equation. I just didn't plug it in right. She wasn't going to accept that of me because she knew that she knew that I had more potential in me. So, um, but to, going back to the question, I was fortunate enough, or I still am, um, not, to not have encountered that yet, and I hope I don't have to encounter that. Ugh, I hope not either. Yeah, hope not either. Um, Austin, you recently gone through the whole college admissions process. Did um, your high school experience influence at all which colleges you looked at in any way or what demographics you looked at in terms of the college profiles? Did that play a role at all? Well, I'd say um, my school experience to some extent did um, I did very well, and I worked really hard junior and senior year. Uh, And Mm -hmm. so that kind of uh, opened my eyes and made me want to do more and made me want to go further. And, you know, I developed interest in, you know, things like computer science and neuroscience and all these neat things. So when I was looking for uh, colleges to apply to, I really just wanted to make sure that, A, there were a lot of cool people there, a lot of diversity, because I love diversity, and then that they had the academic programs, uh, as well as, you know, the extracurricular things like music, for example, I'm really passionate about. And I wanted to just make sure that they had all of those things uh, there. So the, you know, academic and extracurricular and diversity were three important things for me. Yeah. Now, both of you, I'm sure, are probably very involved in school. Tavon, what are some of the things that you're involved in? in um, currently, I am a member of um, a, divinity, a divinity group on campus called the Brothers, and um, we meet once a week every Sunday, and it's a group of students of color. Um, however, it's not um, reserved for students of color. Anyone can be a part of the Brothers. Um, but we, like I said, we meet every Sunday. Um, we're a coalition group with another group called Circle of Sisters who meets weekly as well. And, you know, we do a lot of bonding stuff. It's primarily for new students of color um, to get adjusted mm-hmm. to school life, to, you know, just feel a little bit more comfortable. 
like um actually the interestingly enough tonight we had a little barbecue you know outside of the, one of the faculty members apartments which was kind of neat and we all got to listen to music and eat and have fun and you know the purpose of the group is really to is comfortability a place where you can feel comfortable and you know sp- uh, speak about things that are going on in your life and whatnot and they're all here to help you and support you I, I'm also a member of the Student Activities Committee, which plans uh-huh. activities for weekends on campus, off-campus, dances, parties, gatherings, things like that. Um, and I'm also um, a part of a project called Stand R4, and um, it's a fundraiser. We, we uh, do many different fundraisers throughout the year to raise money for um, the genocide in Darfur. Hmm. Okay. Austin, how about for you? Uh, Well, I had a small business that I founded uh, when I was 13, and so we do a lot of websites, uh, and we really focused on delivering premium websites for small and medium-sized businesses. So that has been something I've been working on ever since. Uh, It's taken quite a bit of time. Uh, but I'm really happy that I was able to do it, and it's been a great learning experience for me. Um, I'm involved with piano. I've been practicing piano for a long time now, and I'm studying to get my uh, music diploma in a month, uh, so I'm working hard on that right now. I am involved in the NAACP, where I serve as president of the Hayward um, and South Bay region for the youth, and then I also served as the state treasurer for the NAACP Youth uh, College Division for this state. So I was very active in the NAACP, uh, did a lot of organization at the local and state levels, and I'm also the Minister of Technology at church uh, at Palmasia Baptist Church, uh, where I look at a lot of the technology and work with a great group of people I got together to see how we could use technology uh, to help the church. So we do things like projector implementations and networking and all that. So, um, yeah, just a kind of a okay. wide range of interest. Okay. I guess my last question should, for both of you should be, when do you sleep? <laughs> my goodness, you guys are very involved. Well, this actually wraps up our show for today, Um, Austin and Tavon, I want to thank you so much uh, for joining. If any listener would like to reach you, uh, I'm going to ask them to contact me directly at radio at compasseducationstrategy.com, and then I can forward forward the messages on to you. But thank you so very much. We have some great shows coming up for you on the Education Doctor Radio. We'll continue to bring you information that's both strategic and practical for educational success. Thank you so much, and please listen up for more information.